millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. I'm Derek. And I'm Ray. I'm Alex Reed. For another episode, and me, Alex, <laughs> <laughs> back again, back again. Oh. Hope you guys are all well. Hope you guys are doing amazing. Yeah. How's your week been, Alex? My week has been exhausting as yeah? hell. I've been exhausted. I've been burnt out. I've been lying in my bed in fetal yeah. position, like a like my my sleeping patterns all over the place. Yeah. But I'm okay. I'm alive. I'm here. Yeah. I had to take my hair cut. You look feel, nice. To feel yeah. a bit better. You know, you just feel want to feel good. Oh yeah, that was me yesterday. I got my nails did mm-hmm. um, to make myself feel better. Yeah, because you know when you just I was sitting there, I was like, I'm gonna get my hair cut because yeah. I can't be sitting here feeling raggedy yeah. and looking raggedy. Got to do one or the other. Well, why you been down? Why you been low? No, just exhausting, man. Like literally, just when you've got so many things going on and so many projects and so many different things, even work and stuff, it just yeah. felt like I just needed a break and I just wanted to just lie on my bed. Yeah, and relax. just not do anything. But I was finding it so difficult. So on Friday, I just took a day. Mm. And I was like, and I was just out with my aunt and just... Is that your birthmark? It is a birthmark. It looks like a country. It is my country. Ray's referring to birthmark on my... Right. Right arm. Right upper bicep. arm. Yeah. Right, yeah, by your, your bicep. And it's just, it looks like an island. It's yeah, it looks like an island. You're carrying a whole island Carrying a arm. whole island on my arm, a whole That's country. Nice. See? See? God knew what he was doing. No place like home. Right, you but are if, home. <laughs> Mi amor. <laughs> <laughs> what was, how was your week anyway? My week has been awful. Um, awful. Yeah, like mentally awful. I've just felt crappy. I don't want to cry. Oh god. Sorry. Why is that? <laughs> oh, okay. I don't. <laughs> no, but yeah, like I've just had a really horrid week, mm-hmm. and. Yeah, like, it's just been crap. And so yesterday, I tried to make myself feel better. Mm-hmm. Got my nails done. I just feel like shit. Okay. Well. 
Sorry, I'm, I'm not gonna cry because I'm such a crier. Every time somebody asks me how you are, I can't. I'm not that person. That's like I'm fine. I'm like, well, <laughs> <laughs> shit's hit the fan. Yeah, I feel really crazy. And and I think it's the winter coming. The SAD creeping. No, up. it's autumn. I love this season. This is I, my favorite season. It's like it's a. It's like I see the sun is out, but it's a little bit nippy. Yeah, it's all about change. Like the trees are actually changing in front of us. Everything's you know, I don't there. like change. I love it. I just love the the leaves dropping and the golden yeah. sun and it's crisp and it's breezy yeah. but it's still a bit warm yeah I like it but um, when winter actually comes you, no, no one's going to see me <laughs> I'm hibernating mode don't contact me um, I don't want to be like that because like obviously I've moved out so I feel like if I do that I'll just mm. not come out of that hole I'm sorry but like from time the clocks go back sit or forward it, they go fall back no, they fall go. back yeah they go back. <laughs> I know there's a rhyme that somebody mentioned. It's like not a rhyme, but if you, if you you know in America they call autumn fall. Yeah. Because if you goes if you fall back and spring forward. Oh, that's that's cute. kind of a good way to remember yeah. it. But there, fall back. So when the clocks fall go back, back, fall back. When the clocks go back, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna be sitting pretty in wow. my in my room because I'm gonna like text you all the time. It's gonna be it's gonna be cold, man. It's gonna be like a long winter as well. We had a long summer. So I'm assuming the winter's going to be long too. Winter is coming, guys. Yeah, but anyway, I hope you guys had a good week. Hope you guys enjoyed the episode last week. And I heard it's good. good. I haven't listened to it. Yeah, it's wait. Yeah. Wasn't it our live show? It was our live show. Out? Oh, yeah, I listened show. to that one. It was so <laughs> we had um, a live show at the Pod- London Podcast Festival. We were doing Naomi Alderman's The Power, and she was in the building. And she was in the building, and um, she didn't know about the event at the time. So hopefully, we can get her on to talk about the book um, at some point. Yeah, but yeah. yeah, but otherwise, let's get on with the show. What are you reading this week? Um, nothing. Nope. None at all. That's cool. What are you reading this week? Um, I picked up a book called The Art of Stillness by Pico Ayer, and it's really interesting. It's like 90 pages of just how to be still, be still, and, probably and, that and breathe, like just kind of take in the things around you and yeah. um, embrace the silence, embrace the moment. Um, really interesting book, and he's like he's a travel writer, and he's quite he's really good at what he does. Um, and I really enjoy the book. So if anybody wants to have a dose what of is, those meditations, what, what do you need to do to become still? What does so it, what does more, the book teach it was you? more like just learning to just slow down. It was like you know we get so I figured this out the other day when I was with my uh, my aunt, and her phone was going off every two minutes. Yeah. Somebody was calling every minute and stuff, and it was frustrating her and all these different things. And I was like. You know, sometimes you just need the quiet. Mm-hmm. Like my phone will stay on silent. I will just literally leave my phone in my room and go about and do what I'm doing for the whole day or something. I just try to make sure that I'm not constantly distracted by things from external stuff. And then I need to start like distracting, like not distracting myself with internal things. So I know, like, when I get really I busy and active, yeah. I just have to sit there and be like, all right, cool. Let's do one thing at a time. Yeah. Let's eat this food. All right. What next? Yeah. And then go on for the, you know, instead of like creating lists in my mind that I'm not going to be able to overwhelm myself mm. with and achieve. I feel like the more still I am, the more depressed I get. Like in terms of, like I hear that, but mm. sometimes your own thoughts are like your own enemies. So yeah. when people are like, oh, you know, just be still, like take a day for yourself. I'm like, bruv, do you want me to toss myself? Like you want me to, to, to spend the day by myself? Thinking like I will just roll, my head yeah, will just swell and yeah. I will just lose it. It's so I, I don't know. I prefer the other way. What's the other way? <laughs> Busyness. people being busy because then no, I, that I distracts like, you from, if so for example, if you're like sad and shit, mm. I, I like having other people around me because 
the moments that I am really crappy, I just want to sleep. But that's different, though. That's not saying having people around you doesn't mean you're constantly busy. That just means you have people around you because you can still embrace stillness of people. It's not an introvert. It's not a wholly introverted Mm -hmm. thing. Do you know what I mean? I could have a conversation with somebody, but I know that I would rather just have that whole conversation with this person and like just enjoy the time and do you know what I mean? Yeah. Rather than have like bare things happening at one time. Yeah. All the time. And you're just like, ah. like you've got phone calls here, you've got messages there, you've got emails coming in here, yeah. you've got such and such calling you from upstairs, you know, your mum calling I, you, telling you to, like, like, to clean like this and whatever. I can't, I can't do it. I'm just like, ah, leave me alone. And yeah. it's hard to erupt and it's hard to go through. Nah. Because it just. Stress makes the days go by quicker, innit? Stress, yeah, so. will kill me early. And I'm not about to, yeah, I'm trying well, to reach 112. <laughs> <laughs> I keep telling oh, yeah. you. I keep well, telling I only feel like I have eight. Um, I'm only going to, I told you about my 80. I just don't know. I think I'm really going to go at 89. 89's a good year to have a good life to have lived. Yeah, but like, life lived. I've only got, I haven't got long left. I'll, I'll see you in 10 years after that. Because <laughs> I'll be like, deuces. Yeah, I feel like 89 is my year. But mm. yeah. I'm just living each day, you know what I mean? I was thinking, anyway, I don't want to get too morbid. Depressing. But, um, <laughs> but I was li- just living each day, man, and just enjoy it. And just don't want to, and that's, that's the thing. He was like, um, Pico Aya was saying things like, oh, you know, when you travel, and you come back from traveling and you wish you were there again and whatnot. Mm. He said the whole point of travel is to actually reflect on where you've been. Mm. And that's kind of, that's, a, that's an aspect of stillness because you're sitting there and you're thinking, all right, so I've been to this place. What did I learn from that place? Because you're yeah. never going to go back to that place and experience it the same way. Yeah. You know, you can never do that. Like when you went to New Orleans, for example, you know, you probably would go back for the same event, but then it would be completely different because you yeah. might be with different people, with different... I do plan on going to New Orleans again. Though. Right. Do you see what yeah. I mean? So it's really strange, but... Yeah, I'm just trying to embrace that a bit more. I'm trying to calm myself down. Um, I had to burn some sage the other day because it was just all getting a bit much. And uh, But yes. I don't know what I do to relax. I think I sleep. Oh, no, I clean. When just I clean get and relax really you. stressed. You really are clean. Monica Geller. Is this, like, you really are Monica. <laughs> if I, wow. like, I clean, like, I like, I sometimes make mess just to clean because I'm like. Do you I mean clean or tidy? Them. Which one? Or do you mean both? I just need to make order. So, for example, making Tidy. lists for me is a way of cleaning because it cleans my mind. Like, it just makes it, yeah, like, it just t- tidies it up and it makes everything pretty. So, I like order and I like things that are in its correct place. And when it's a mess and my mind is a mess, I yeah. have to, sometimes I make lists, like, literally, I'll go crazy and I'm like, shit, shit, shit. I need to make a list. Not that I need to make a list because I know I know everything that I'm going to, I need it's to so do. funny. Your, your little notebook is actually hilarious. I know. You just pull it out and you're like, okay, someone made this list. Yeah, I honestly, like, sometimes it's weird. Like, I'll be so, I'll know all the things that I need to do. I don't need Mm. to make a list for, like, to remember shit because I, like, I never forget anything. But, unless I want to. (laughs) But I literally will just be there. I'm like, I need to clear my head. Mm. And in the moment, I'm really stressed. How do I do that? I make a list. You know what? And I think that I write lists, but I write lists just in order to have them out on my head. So it's Mm. there rather than, so then I kind of just have a clear, because I will forget the next day. Yeah. I'll be like, oh my God, like, what am I supposed to be doing? And I'll look at the list and I'll be like, oh yeah, I didn't say I want to do that. Yeah. But it'll come back to me at some point. But I'd rather just have it all there just so I know that it's there. And then I can yeah. be like, cool, but I, I'll deal I, with I it remake, later. I remake lists. You make lists about lists about lists. Yeah, but I remake them. So like, for example, just to like make me feel better. Like it, or sometimes the list doesn't even need to be a to-do list. It mm. could be like some anything like red lipstick blue lipstick like mm. it's just just a list and I realise I do that very often yeah. I'm like I think that's that's a problem I don't know what problem it is but I, don't know. I think it's a problem it's something or maybe it's a coping mechanism to what I don't for coping know. with life yeah 
Right. Just making order, just needing to make order. I think mm. I have OCD. Try it. Shit. No, you probably don't. But you just probably just like order. Like I don't. I think it's not. I don't think it's as deep as in. Like, <laughs> no, no. I'm thinking about. It. I'm like these need- lists are not. Like these are not sane. But you just. It's, you, it's probably you just use it to distract yourself from the things that you're supposed to be doing. No. Or the inner work you're supposed to be doing. No. Anyway, anyway, that's that's the art of stillness and that's by Pico. Yeah, guys, make lists. Yeah. um, And I had a huge thing about um, personality tests in these past few weeks, actually. Yeah, go on. I was reading this book by Merv Emery called What's Your Type? And she basically does like a brief history of the Myers-Briggs test. Oh. And I had to read, and I retested and my personality... And I think I was mistyped in my personality before. No, you know what, Miss? Your, your personality changes. Mm-mm. I think you're... No, so basically, the whole idea is you that... You can't be one no, forever. Your, no, your personality is fixed. No, it's yeah? not. No, it, no, basically, this is, the, this is the theory that they're coming with. Okay. Yeah? Your personality is fixed, right? So you basically so you basically show off certain certain traits mm-hmm. throughout your life. You know what I mean? From, yeah. a, from a child, you show them. But then you grow into, you grow into that personality a lot more. But... There's an there's actually something that happens with the something that happens with the personality test where you can end up being mistyped. So certain personality types get misconstrued because some people don't necessarily know how they would react in certain situations that they've never experienced before, or they yeah. see these. You know what I mean? So they will pick a certain. They'll think. Option. They'll say, yeah. "Oh, this is what I think I'll yeah, do." Yeah, and not this is what I would do, or they're not honest with what they've written yeah. or what they put down. So when I did it again, I literally my personality type was just one removed to the right so rather than enfj which is the protagonist the protagonist i'm enfp which is the campaigner so i i get i get two as well sometimes mm. i get my my dominant one that i always get is entj mm. the commander but then i also get oh should i find really weird because i don't think i'm that introverted mm. intp intp mm. the logician okay so you oh just, no no is it that one yeah yeah so you you yeah you go up and down but I, I don't know. Uh, there's, there's I sometimes that. do think I I can be introverted because like when I go to events, I have to, I will always without fail mm. go somewhere by myself for like five minutes. Yeah, and then I'll come back in and my friends are literally always like, "Where are you? Like, what are you doing? Are you okay?" And I'm like, "Yeah, yeah fine. I just need to be for myself for like five seconds and, and then, then I'll come, come back, back in." And then you do your thing. Yeah, I don't know. Like I, the thing is, it was like I read the personality uh, description. Yeah, and it was really interesting. Um, and I was like, but I think like I related to more to those examples and the personality thing that they put in mm. rather than more so than the ENFJ one. Yeah. So guys, if you want to check yours out, go to 16personalities.com and you can do the test. Yeah. It's 12 minutes and you just answer honestly, answer honestly. But um, yeah, the personality, the results, I was like, oh, like I could add an example for every single one. And I was like, this makes a lot more sense. It feels a lot more comfortable. But, you know, the power of suggestion people will try to proclaim these things. I don't know my personality, things. like, I don't know. Mm. Am I ENTJ? Do you think I'm ENTJ? Most definitely. Yeah. Really? Yeah. <laughs> the commanders, they stand from, anyway, they stand on the mountain and shout. What does that mean? <laughs> As in, like, they have, a, they have something to say, they stand up there and say it. Like, do you know what I'm saying? So it's really interesting. So if, if you want to read that book, go and read that. That's called... Um, What's Your Type by Merv Emery. What's Your Type? But yes, um, uh, who's lit this week? Oh, okay. So actually, I just saw this right now. Um, So who's lit this week is, let me find it. Okay, so there are these two girls called, there's a girl called Chelsea Kwakye and Ore, and they 
um, have been uh, taken on by Murky Books, which is the new imprint in Penguin Ooh. with um, um, Stormzy. And they've got a book coming out in summer 2019 called Making Space. Oh, sorry, Taking Up Space. Um, it's on Amazon. And um, like, I don't know. The, the, so the description is a groundbreaking exploration of the problems of diversity in education by two extremely talented young graduates. As a minority in a predominantly white institution, taking up space is an act of resistance. And in higher education, feeling like you constantly have to justify your existence within institutions that weren't made for you is an ongoing struggle for many people. Chelsea Kwakye and Ore Ogunbeam, apologies if I pronounced your name was wrong, two recent Cambridge graduates wrote Taking Up Space as a guide and a manifesto for change, tackling issues of access, unrepresent, unrepresentative curricula, discrimination in the classroom, the problems of activism and activism and life before and after university. Featuring honest conversations with students past and present, Taking Up Space goes beyond the buzzwords of diversity and inclusion and mm. explores what those words truly mean with young black girls today. Okay. So that sounds pretty cool. Did they say with did they have a publication date or do they not? No, it just says summer twenty. Oh, publication date on Amazon says thirteenth of June twenty nineteen. Publisher is Murky Books. Oh, okay, interesting. So yeah, looking, looking um, forward to that. When congratulations that to the girls and looking forward. I feel like it's amazing that young black women are taking up space taking up so much space. Um, obviously, I hope that it it goes beyond just in our communities. Okay, yeah. Um, because I feel like, you know, I feel like black women are very supportive of each other. and But it needs to go beyond that. It needs to be mainstream. Mm-hmm. So, like, Slaying Your Lane, I feel like that went mainstream and that was incredible to see. And it's great that these successes are not just a one-off thing, which is what I initially was worried about. I remember talking to you guys about it, how worried I was. Like, I, I didn't want it to just be a one-time thing. Oh, you know, 2017, 2018, black girls are doing loads of things. I wanted that longevity. Mm. I, I feel like jumping on that diversity bandwagon, that diversity train always worries me because I feel like that has a stop, but hopefully we can keep it going. Yeah. So congratulations. congratulations. And congratulations. hope to see so much more from various black women doing amazing I things. I sure do. I really want to see some more stuff. Honestly, well. where is your book, Alex? Oh, my book. Okay, I've told, I've, guys, I've always told Alex. What are you Alex, shouting like, for? <laughs> <laughs> just like shouting at me. Honestly, I was like told, um, honestly, like what? Derek's got something coming out. What are you doing? Where is your children's book? I always tell you, you need to write these children's stories because you are amazing, you know? So, uh, I, like, listen. Uh, I'm... Uh, I'm buffering. No, I'm you're, buffering. You're, you're, you're rude. No, you know, you're you, rude. You know, I'm buffering, man. You know, when the thing's got to load, I'm still trying to yeah, load. Listen, you've got, <laughs> uh, you've got Wi Fi here. <laughs> wi Fi that is not stuttering. Your Wi Fi is not stuttering, Alex. Oh, man, I'm coming. I'm coming. I'm like, coming. where is your book? I'm coming. Look at your age. In my time. <laughs> in my time. I will yes. just arrive and be like, I have all Inshallah, of this stuff to write. I look forward to it. All right, amazing, amazing, amazing. Um, So this week, we are. Okay, so we put out on Twitter the what you guys thought about this book called The Brief Wondrous Life of Oscar Wilde yeah, yeah. by Juno Diaz. And this is the book we're going to discuss today. Um, as you, If you're an avid listener of the show, you know that I love this book. This well, I, but, I have, but I read the, I reread it again for the show. I have some things I need to discuss and talk about. Disclaimers! Disclaimers, <laughs> there are so many different things. We, we are 100% aware of the 
problems that Gino Diaz has. Trash. He's a trash nigga. Um, <laughs> like, but we are. But I wanted to read the book just to kind of get an idea of some things, and we've come to some conclusions. But what do first of all, what do you think about the book, Ray? And what was it like on first on first read? First read. Um. So I finished this book like a few minutes ago. Yep. <laughs> We were literally reading the last few pages together and we we're just laughing at the same point. Yeah. Because um, this world is so, too much. Uh, I've got so many emotions because literally you are actually getting my full, like, like my first time read, like my yeah. actual reaction of this book because I just finished it a few minutes ago. And um, this book is crazy. It's crazy. Yes, it is. I feel like it's just crazy because mm-hmm. I was like, what? Mm-hmm. So first of all, good points about this book what i really liked is the narrative voice because in the beginning um the narrative voice is this guy called i call him junior yeah junior yeah. but what's his name it's junior junior yeah. i can say junior mm, cool junior. so um this guy called junior and obviously he wasn't introduced until later on um in the book mm-hmm. and so i was a bit confused because i was like is this a is this an omniscient narrator? Can we trust him? But he he would go into different people's perspectives. He would sometimes be quite omniscient and off the ground in a way. He would bring in historical... There was a lot of history in this book about uh, the Caribbean, um, the Dominican Republic, Republic yeah. um, Haiti as well. So mm-hmm. loads of different... Um, loads of history. And he just seemed like he could... He was all knowing at the same time he was one person. Yep. And I really loved that aspect about this book. The other aspect I loved is it was funny. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like there were bits there were bits that you could look at and be like Yeah. <laughs> like like okay, go on. Go yeah, on. like so I I like there were parts of it that were really really funny. Um and we discussed like how American it was like it would be like oh bitch please yeah, or very, you know, like, very New York very, very New York New Jersey, <laughs> Jersey, Jersey Shore like yeah you know what I mean that, um, yeah shit. so it was quite funny in places mm-hmm. and I think I love the his, the fact that it would go back and forth timeline yeah. so it's, it would start off with I thought in the beginning I was like okay so this book is going to be all about Oscar and then when we turn to Oscar is uh, one of the main one of the main characters in the book and who the book kind of surrounds, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then all of a sudden I flick a page and the change there's a change in perspective. Yep. And I'm like, wait, what? And but they didn't tell me straight away that it was Lola who's Oscar's sister. You have to ease yourself into yeah. it because you're like, oh, okay, yeah. cool. So I was there were times of great confusion. But I quite like that because I was like, oh, okay, so you're actually giving me a brief a wondrous history. Yeah. Like so yeah, it was going back and like. forth generations. Mm-hmm. It went back to Oscar's mother. Yeah. Um Oscar's great gra- uh, grandmother. Grandmother. Well, technically aunt, but yeah. grandmother, yeah. Um and so that was quite wonderful to see. Mm-hmm. Um and so yeah, it was just a mess. Yeah. Did but whew. something about the book like that kind of really Reminds me, because when I first read it, I read it when I was in Spain and I was like studying abroad. And then this is just like reading this. I was thinking, oh my God, like, and I I knew Dominicans out there as well when I was in Spain because I was like, and I met loads of them. So I felt like I was really a part of this culture, you know what I mean? And I was like, I got this book. I know there's Dominicans. It's great. Um, And 
yeah, the book is really <laughs> something. It's, yeah, it really is something. And the thing is, like, it's uh, <laughs> and the thing I did find it interesting the way that Juno kind of moved from you know he had the whole history about Trujillo yeah. in the Dominican Republic. About so let's what talk, talk about Trujillo. So Trujillo is a dictator. He's mad, guys. Yeah, he's mad. And you know what he essentially did? Uh, he literally had the whole the whole country unlocked and he wanted to whitewash the country so that's when a lot of uh jewish immigrants came into the country to mm. be able to change like the to kind of erase the the blackness yeah. from it and there was a thing that he used to do where i think i forgot what the word was but um because i was because on the border of haiti there's a lot of haitians that worked in dominican republic yeah. and he used to make them say try like that his police used to go around and to make sure that you weren't Haitian because there was that anti-blackness there nice. um, he would say a word he would like you have to say this word if you're Spanish you can say it yeah. if you're not if you're not Spanish then you can't say it and it's like and you know it's like well if you can't say it then you must be Haitian yeah. you speak French get out we either, you either get out or you get killed kind yeah. of thing um, so it was a really really tough time for a lot of people um, in that period and it was and that's what he that's what Juno kind of like was like relaying the history on and I think at this time when this was written it was like um, Edris Dandicat, uh, this Haitian writer, mm-hmm. she had a lot of her stories come out at the same time. So it was a lot about Haiti. We had the Roxanne Gay yeah. talk about Haiti. And then we've got Juno Diaz with um, Dominican Republic. And one thing I'm actually upset about is that I didn't have, have like quite a bit of more like context of Latin writers, like like Latin women yeah. or anything. Because like, I only really had this as a reference. And I didn't, admittedly, I didn't go and search, but I want to go and have a look a lot more now. Yeah. Just based upon what what I've read, like the yeah. last reading, um, but yeah. So we go from Trujillo, and then we go to Oscar's mum. Yeah. So the timeline is basically yeah, giving it's like, so this yeah. boy called Oscar who lives in New Jersey. Yeah, they live in New Jersey, and it starts and off with him and his family, his sister, his mother, his father's left, and his uncle, and his uncle. Yeah, and and then it goes back to his mother. Um, no, sorry, Lola, the sister, and his her relate. We'll go into deeper, yeah. but her relationship with um, her mother and her running away and just yeah. becoming a young woman. Yeah, and then it goes back to um, Belly, who is. Oscar's mother and her, her upbringing, her upbringing, how she lost the, her parents, all these different. Yeah, so it's, it's essentially a timeline in of the family's yeah. history, mm-hmm. but in capturing the family's history, you kind of capture the country's history in yes. a way, and how how embedded that is in day to day life. Mm-hmm. Um, <coughs> all right, let's get let's get started now. You know right. the overall. That's the, that's the overall bit. Yeah. Um, should we just start with Oscar because it's okay. his it's let's his story Oscar, essentially. Yeah. <laughs> now, so Oscar is a. Oscar is a nerd. Oscar is overweight. Um, Oscar's overweight. He's Oscar, not that hot. I mean, in the beginning he was. Remember, like he's yeah, so two girlfriends. So basically, yeah. basically, there was something that was really interesting about the way that he was written, about the way Oscar was written, mm. because it was this whole thing about, um, you know, oh, you're Dominican, but every Dominican man has a certain element of, you know, flair and flagrance and sex appeal, appeal, all this different stuff. And you've got to be able to get the girls, you've got to be able to grab them and do all these dance moves and just, and then once you're able to master all those levels, Mm -hmm. then you just, then you will get every girl. Then you're a Dominican man, yeah. Dominican man and all that. And, um, yeah, apparently, and the way it was written was that he had that when he was younger, but then it kind of fizzled out of him as he grew older. And he put on weight and he really, 
really enjoyed like the nerdier things mm. in life, like you know, Lord of the Rings and sci-fi movies and sci-fi novels and writing sci-fi novels, and he's just really consumed in that. Do you know what I mean? So, as he grew older, he became what people would would say was less attractive to the opposite sex, and people started to really put that energy on him, like, "Oh, you're just this, you're you know, you're yeah. fat, you're this, that, and the other." And when and I found it really interesting how people put the power, when people put the power of words on you, mm. how you kind of absorb that internalize and you start, you internalise it, yeah. it all and then you become that thing that people are saying. Yeah. And I found that, found that really interesting. But um, man, Oscar, but Oscar was also like a soft you. Like he was really just Oscar in his feelings all yeah. the time. All the beings. <laughs> <laughs> but so with me, like one thing about Oscar is I wasn't too pleased with how Oscar was written mm. because... In the beginning, we are introduced to Oscar as this young boy who dates two girls, Maritza and Olga, at the same time. And everyone, his uncle was like, oh, yes, he's got it. This kid has got it. He's doing what all a Dominican man should do. Mm. And Maritza, the prettier, more acceptable little girlfriend, uh, catches him and says, you know what, I, I need you to dump Olga. Olga is this, um, the, the not, so pretty, not so pretty, stinky young yeah. girl who's not allowed in his home because she's a different type of like breed I don't know <laughs> um, and so he goes through this thing like I feel like he had a little crisis there at that point and he dumps um, Olga for Maritza mm-hmm. and then the next day Maritza comes in with a new man like yeah we should get married sometime and he loses it that first heartbreak he goes home crying tells like his his mum asks his mum's like what's wrong he goes I think he just says girls or something yeah and he gets, I feel like he gets a beating. But that first heartbreak, like for Oscar, the what I didn't like about him was his whole life was about women. And it was about, he literally falls in love with every woman who gives him the time of day. Yeah. And, and on top of that, the way he looks at women is just, like he was the more, accept, like when I tell you he was the more acceptable man who was less trash than the others, but he was still trash because he literally never looked never looked at a woman as a as a as a human being it was always i feel like as a love interest even the girls with his friends with sorry his his sister's friends earlier on yeah. and how he would look at them as you are just my partner. I think the one who I really liked was Anna because mm. I thought like they were actually friends. Yeah, yeah. But the thing is, like, it, what, what, I've, what, uh, sorry, what Gina kind of captured there was the puberty. Yeah, the puberty. Puberty? Why am I speaking Pubetic? like this? The puberty. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why am I speaking like this? I can't speak. You're speaking like Oscar, isn't it? Right. Um, it was about puberty, you know what I mean? Like, and everybody, it's like when you have that, like, that dose of expectation kind of mm. on you um, I remember growing up and like you know whenever my cousin's friends were around it was like and I remember I had, I had my other cousins and my, and my dad and they were like oh he's like, oh, you got all your cousins yeah. around are you going to go and try and talk to them and like you know what I mean all these different things so you kind of basically you don't see them as your friends you see them as just potentials for anything yeah. that, could, that could possibly happen but he happen never grew out of that do you know what I mean yeah and even though like for example it, it, he is a product of his 
of hyper masculinity and toxic masculinity because just every, the cultures, yeah. Yeah, every man was telling him for you to be a Dominican man, you need to be able to get in girls' pants. And the, that was his sole mm, aim and it destroyed him. And even but even the women as well. They're very yeah. much like, like I remember if you talk about Lola, his sister, right? In in, in the in the in the context of Oscar. She would she always was, she yeah. was like, You need to change. You're never change. you're never gonna get yeah. girls if you're gonna if you act like yeah. this, you know what I mean? You need to start changing. But it was I think it was a real testament to the men in in Dominican society, mm. just most society anyway, mm. in that, you know, you're not worth, but like you need to be able to get girls. Like you may be low and scum because remember he had he had two friends who were nerdy just like him, like almost freakish as well. And they were able to get these girls. And then that's when he even felt ostracized from them. And I'm like, you are mad because... I get that this is what society is telling you, but you shouldn't feel like his nerdy side. I just don't, I feel like that was, that was fun. I I genuinely don't think that girls didn't like him Mm, mm. because of that stuff. Yeah. I don't feel like that, that it was, I feel like most of the time it was very self-inflicted as well. And this is the thing. This is the thing. So it was like, when you're of a certain character, how do you kind of, um, like how do you embrace that? And still remain because he was really into his like yeah, he his, was really into his, it. He was a writer, his, his you know what I mean? Yeah, what, and you know what I'm saying. But he was all into it. But then it was like people around him; they were just very like. I, I don't know whether it was the fact that people were acting as they would. Like you know, if you got an older sister and you got older sister's friends, and they're like, "Go away!" Like yeah. who are you? Kind of move, kind of thing. But do you think that, for example, Oscar would like he 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 didn't have the confidence to be able to look at all these things that he was doing mm. as something that made him good. Like, I feel like if he had confidence enough to, to be like, boom, this is, I like writing. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And that doesn't make me a freak or whatever. I like video games. I like to watch movies. I, I, I have all of these interests. Mm, do you know what I mean? I do think at, if he had the, the confidence. Yeah. But I do think at that time, it's like, um, it's something that, people just associate with nerds hanging around a comic book store, playing Dungeons and Dragons, reading all those things, you know, even growing up, it was like, um, you know, reading Harry Potter. Oh, he, they read that, reading Lord yeah. of the Rings. I remember there was a guy, like I was pretty okay at school to the point where I could read Harry Potter and, you still, and, and still be fine. Yeah. Like, do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But there were people in my year who would, were reading Harry Potter, but they were reading Terry Pratchett. They were reading all these. Um, they were reading. But I feel there's like a guy. They could, have, they could have literally yeah. had the confidence. Well, they, they, if they had the it's confidence. It's one of them things. It's about. It is largely about, especially when you're a teenager, largely about how people see you, isn't it? Mm. And um, I remember one guy. One, one guy I, think I was a reader, but I don't think I was ever considered. There was one guy who brought who brought in Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy and was reading that like in year eight. Yeah. And everybody was like. No, but I was like, doing? I was but, reading books like that but i never i mean obviously i didn't get mad do you know what i mean but <laughs> <laughs> i i didn't i wasn't that girl but i i didn't really care hmm. or i did but i was i kind of used my books and how smart i was as as lola as like boom like yeah. this is me yeah um but and i'm a, not going to be put in a box a, as a freak but there's a level of growth there do you see what i mean like yeah. there was no one was ever walked into year seven that confident yeah you know what i'm saying everybody was like i remember <laughs> I remember in year seven, I never used to play outside with like people. I used to like, there was a point where I was in the library in year seven and eight, just playing cards or just being there. Do you see what I mean? But then I think that, but I kind of, but I grew out of that 
and I grew into myself a bit more. And I was like, that's when I started hanging outside and, you know, like... You know, I don't remember being... Like, because I was... I don't know when that happened to me because I was always quite an audacious child. Yeah. So even in Zanzibar, like, I was still very... I don't know, like, I've... Oh, my stomach's rumbling. I was never... I don't remember being shy. And I don't remember being... Like going do having that growth period i think my growth was the other way around and being able to sit inside and be like okay guys i actually just want me time i think that's my oh really yeah i was i think that was my growth because i was always like i i don't know i've never mm. so it's hard for me to be like why don't you just be confident yeah. do you know what i mean i'm like just just go out there like just take the world with your hands do you know what i mean yeah i think it's weird i don't know what it is but i think there's some there's sometimes there's some people that are blessed with the with the with, with the with the balance of being able to do geek stuff and still be yeah. able like okay, I was so, always, I was so always Oscar, nerdy but yeah because like Oscar had those two friends didn't he yeah and like they both got girls exactly. and whatnot and they were like pretty they were nerdy but they weren't but they weren't as nerdy it's just nasty that we see what I mean at, but that, this, this is what I'm saying in the, con- has, yeah, yeah, in the context of the book that and that's yeah. many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out my solution is plush care Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. We'll talk about more about that, that wider issue there yeah. at the end. But, like, when he... Um, when he had those friends and they were like, oh, so what about me then? And they were like, uh, you're too much of a geek. You're too <laughs> much of a geek. Like, we're geeks. geeks. But we're you're like, like, we're geeks and nerds, but we... You we know, go out. <laughs> we will go out and all this stuff. And um, yeah, I don't know. I, I, yeah, there's a huge amount like of fat shaming though as well. Loads of fat shaming. But what I did not like about Oscar is in the end, he, like, for example, he would hit on women and he would hit on them like without a care in the world he in his eyes oh you know i'm just giving them love i'm showing them affection mm. but i was like that is unacceptable and you think that them running away from you and thinking that you're a weirdo mm. is because you know they are mean no 
you should not be hitting on these women and screaming at them from across the fucking road yeah, yeah, yeah. That's just, and thinking that's, that that is love. But that's what, that's what Union said. It's like, it's no game. You actually have no game. <laughs> <laughs> you actually have no game. You can't be out here shouting across the street. Yeah. Like, what's that? Like, never approach somebody from behind them. That's like yeah. really weird. It's just all these different things that you're out here just not knowing what to do. But he was really, like, let's talk about he was really depressed. Like, yeah. he got really depressed because he, wow, my stomach, you hear it? Nope. Okay, cool. Um, <laughs> He, he got really depressed and he tried to commit suicide a few times um, yeah. because he felt lonely um, yeah, and um, he felt like he could never be loved. Mm-hmm. And I, I was, wow, like, that was when I was like, wow, like I actually feel for you. Yeah. Because when you are constantly told that your only worth is by being loved or by, or people having affection for you mm-hmm. or women or men mm-hmm. or whatever like wanting you mm-hmm. that's when like and you don't ever get that and it's so weird because the world is so big and so wide and there is so much different purpose that you can get in your life um and when he felt like he could never get that because that was the central thing that everyone in every bloody culture is obsessed about you need to find someone you need to be loved. Mm-hmm. You need a man or woman to love you. Otherwise, who are you? Mm-hmm. Get when will you marry? To all of these things. Thing. And it when he tried to commit suicide because of that, I was like, you know what? I get it. Yeah, I think. The, but the greatest issue, though, as well alongside that, because as much as trying to find love or having to find love and doing all these different things, it's about learning how to love what you have. So. Yeah. Yeah, there was a period of self development that he tried to go on, and you know. Yeah, when he, he went back to he went back to went Dominica. Back to Dominica Republic, and yeah. Then obviously, when Union was trying to get him to like do stuff and yeah. get himself healthy and whatnot, um, but there's a period of self development that you, that people go through to say, you know what, I love who I am. I can kind of like so once you, and I think people see that once you love mm. who you are and you 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 like what you are yeah. or who you are or the kind of way you are that kind of becomes attractive. Exactly. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. So he didn't, so in those in the early stages, he didn't have that. He didn't, ha- he, he wasn't happy with yeah, who, he, who was he was because people weren't happy with who he was. Yeah. And he didn't, he couldn't find it. But the, the, it's like, an, like a chicken egg situation because other you're not happy with who you are. Other people are not happy with you are. You're internalizing it and then you don't, you're not happy. It and there right. is no end. But we, that's why I was really frustrated with him because I was like, oh my God, just stand on your two feet and it's okay. Yeah. Just love yourself yeah. and it's, it's hard it's very hard to get out of that cycle right but it's not that easy it's, but. it's not that easy but when it's done you have no idea how incredible self-awareness is and when you it's like a mirror right like a golden mirror even like as was said in this book it's like as soon as you begin to look at yourself with more clarity and you understand who you are as a person. Nobody can put a mirror to your face and use your reflection as something to to harm you with, because it's almost like there's ah oh, there's um the saying in Game of Thrones like that Tyrion uses like sh- use your weaknesses as your shield as your armor because if you know them so well they protect you rather mm-hmm. than being mm-hmm. used against you. And so it's like, that is what I want. Like, okay, so you're the fat kid. You're fat. <laughs> yeah. Boom. You can't change that in a day. Yeah. But you're, don't wait until you're slim to be yeah. happy with who you are. And yeah. this is like, there's been a lot of like on social media, a lot of fat shaming and shit. And I'm like, 
Yeah. These people know exactly how they look like. Yeah, and there was a bit in there actually was like, you know, Vitunio said like, oh, and what's worse than um, someone trying to get fit is when people looking at fat people, fat people trying, trying to, to get, get better, fit, trying yeah. to get better. Like, and people were, again, it was constantly external stimuli that was affecting him. Oscar yeah. all the time. Like all he went time. out to run and he just couldn't do it because he was and like people would call him names. And people stuff. call him names. People call him this that, and the other, and they just you know call him weirdo and all these different things. And they almost expect you to not love yourself because they see you as this someone who looks different and nasty. And so I think a lot of people they get really confused at the beginning when they see women who are not conventionally beautiful in the Western sense yeah. love themselves because they're like. What? Yeah. Like you're. Tr- you mean to tell me that you, with the way you look, love yourself? That's horrific, and it's disgusting. But I don't know. I do think that Oscar had good role models in his life. Oh my god! So or people that he could turn to that would help him out. Because he- I mean, this is a good segue onto Lola then, because Lola's his yeah. oldest sister. And um, she was the only one really like sane person. I wouldn't say she was sane. Nah, she was, but, was actually um, saner. I wouldn't say she was sane, but I yeah. would say that Lola was the one who just had... Lola was uh, the sane one. Lola was the sane one. And she basically had her head screwed on and she really loved him. She really... She, she loved... That's, that's her brother. Yeah. She loved him, like, regardless yeah. of what of what he did yeah. or who he was or the way he acted around yeah. people. And, and I things. think the only reason why he gave... She gave him all this advice, like, get better go on a date, do you know what I mean? Talk to girls. Wasn't because she thought that this is what he was meant to do, to be happy with himself, mm. but because that was the own, in his head, it was. So I feel like Lola knew that this shit was for the birds. Do you know what I mean? Like she knew mm. that that wasn't the way, yeah. but she was like, I think that that is what you would want and mm. therefore go and get it. Do yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. Make that change. I think there was a part when like, um, Oscar had I feel like Oscar really valued Lola's opinion and would go to her as this like sounding board because um <laughs> there was a time when she he was speaking to this girl called Anna who of course he fell in love with because literally this guy falls in <laughs> love falls in love, falls in love with every woman wow. every yeah. person that had a vagina <laughs> and spoke to him that wasn't his family <laughs> yeah that's true that wasn't um, his family so um yeah, Anna was, like, dating this guy who was, like, really old and she was very young. Literally, like, paedophilic stuff. And um, she, Anna was like, oh, yeah, that, that's just how it is. And then he, Oscar was like, what? That's not that's not right. And then he he went to his sister and then she was like, oh, what would you do if your 15-year-old daughter was dating a 32-year-old man? And then um, Lola was like, I'd kill him, obviously. Um, and then he was like, oh, yeah, yeah, that's what I thought. So he, I feel like they had this <laughs> they had connection. That, yeah, like this, you, it was someone he could actually go to and back. Yeah, back and she, I remember when Oscar went to college and, and they went to the same college, um, Lola would bring him to his her marches because she was, you know, she was an mm. activist. She yeah. was trying to, she was about that life. She was, she had this, um, oh, this is what I was going to talk about. She had this, She's this feeling mm. that she would describe that she needed to accomplish more. Yeah. And this feeling that I think goes through a lot of women who want change, a lot of women who are not comfortable with the position that they're yeah. in, a lot of women who want to achieve things. They have this this unsettled thing in them, this fire that allowed them to do things and to go outside of their current 
walls and and their prisons and she anytime she'd want to do something whether it's running away from home uh meeting with d- deadbeat men yeah um yeah like go to university whether it's you know cutting off her hair which was you know this thing to behold yeah. so long yeah. and going against her mother's wishes and it was always this unsettled fire in her that was always burning and it's so weird that so many of these Dominican women had that in them mm. because even though she fought so much with her mother, Belly, when we reached her mother's story, she had that exact same thing. Mm. And then... Exact same, literally the exact same person. The exact same person. And it's so weird because these women represented the Dominican women and the Dominican fire of these young people because there was a point where Gino Diaz talks about how the, the country was stifled and Trujillo yeah. was making was like literally burning this pot putting a damn cover on it and everyone was moving mad they didn't know where to go but they had this energy and Mm. there was a really amazing part where he was like these same people who would follow tradition but they were trying to change it and this is the fire that was imbued in i feel loads of these women belly um lola yeah so many of them yeah Yeah. what how do you think that gino wrote women how do you, do you think you wrote them well? Because that was my thing. Cause yeah, I was, I was, I was talking, thinking about this, yeah. I was talking to my friend on Instagram and I was like, hmm, yeah. red flags all over the place. Oh, this, book is just, like, this book is like, like toxic masculinity galore. Yeah, yeah. Um, I feel like he... He is writing it from the perspective of Junior, but then at the same time, how much of how much of It's him, right? Yeah. So I, the one thing I didn't like about, well, obviously he literally sexualized everyone. Everyone. <laughs> apart from, well... Apart from Lanka. Yeah, Lanka, because she was, you know, the... I feel like she the was matria. the Madonna of the whores. Do you yeah. know what I mean? You have the whole, like, Madonna whore complex. She was the Madonna. Everybody else in this book was a whore. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so I feel like... For example, Belly had these gigantic tits. Yeah, tetas. Yeah, that <laughs> literally were, like, everything. Yeah. And when um, Lola, she had these long legs with this amazing... A bum that was it. Max called the treasure. Yep, and, um, and no tits. And no, yeah, flat chested all the time. Flat chested, long legs, um, the treasure ass, right? Yep. Belly, uh, who was a bit ugly in who? the beginning. Belly. Belly. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. In the school, she, and then all of a sudden, one summer, she developed into this amazing yeah, woman who had yeah. like tits all of a sudden, and therefore she became important all yeah, of a sudden to men. Like every every person, every woman that is written was written in the context of how men saw them. Yeah. Maritza, uh, this beautiful woman who then became a whore, she dated older men, she probably slept with everyone mm. in the community. And then you had Olga, who was the ugly one, who was just trash to look at, was almost like mm. Oscar in a way, overweight as well. Mm. So these women had little to no substance yeah, it's inside. Like- yeah, I kind of feel like um, he did himself a disservice writing them from the perspective of a man. Yeah. Because I feel like... But I guess that's the only way he could see them. That's what I mean. But like, there's some right, there's some male writers who get really who, who well, get yeah. to get it really well. And like, that means that it just makes me think like everything that you're writing for is from your perspective, which is fine. Yeah. But then you're using... It's, a, it's concerning to a point because it's like, so are you using Junior? Because I know he's spoken about Junior being a kind of... Uh, a caricature of him mm. himself so are you using Junior as a kind of a um, 
what's the word, a cape or something or like a cloak yeah. to cover what, what you actually, actually think. think. And I think because so. There's because so many th- there's so many homophobic yeah. references in there, fatphobic oh, yeah. references in there. Like He doesn't know how to there. see women as people. He sees them as either sexualized objects or mothers. Mm. I think he writes mothers really well. Yeah. Actually, he does write yeah. mothers really well. I think he writes mothers really, really well. He doesn't write fathers in any I mean, particular they're, good they're, light. They're not, they're not there. When in, does he <laughs> mention fathers? They're, they're, not, they're there. not there. Um, but yeah, like he writes mothers mm. really, really well. For example, Belly is mad. But the relationship between Belly and her children, I think he he really does well in showing that. I mean, it's not a great relationship, yeah. but he writes it really well. Belly he needs shows, her own show. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm sorry. She needs her own book. So Belly, guys, has cancer, yeah? And end, this woman yeah. is trying to fight all her kids. Like, She's trying to kill them. There was a point. <laughs> she's, been, she, she's, been, she's been trying to fight them. She's been trying to fight everybody since she was born. And it Bro. was peak. Like, so, oh wait, a bit about, bit about Belly, right? <laughs> Belly, Belly is basically the child of a nurse and a doctor. Oh, who yeah. you never, who you never see. Like Inka's always telling her, "Oh, remember, remember you your, are, the, your your father is a doctor, and you are the third child of the Cabral family." She's like, "Who are these I people?" I don't care. Fam. Like, these people I don't I'm trying know. Trying to get laid. People I don't know. But anyway, so she's in this. Um, she's just had this rage in her and the fact that she didn't grow up in it's like she didn't grow up in the right society she yeah because she was like upper she, class yeah and, and then she was put into foster homes and then her, her aunt found her and took her in and all yeah. these different things and she had this rage and this energy in her but then you know she's out here fighting her kids and living, keeping them in terror like in their in life in absolute terror yeah and it's just like there's a point where, as in she's such a terrible mother guys yeah. I can't even like she's she's a terrible mother and yeah. there was a point where I actually I don't know if but, I can find it but but there were points of terror Tenderness, though, because they'll think there were points when Lola would, when Lola was in um, Dominican Domin- Republic, yeah. and she was like, "Oh, my I mom, would die for you." Yeah, mum, yeah, mum was like, "Oh, I, I, you can come home if you want to." Yeah, you know, like, like, she said one thing. She was like, "Just know that I will kill for you." And I was like, so the only way you can show affection is by threatening other people's lives. <laughs> or like, I will die for you or whatever. She's always had to fight. She's had to fight all these men in her life. Yeah. I know, but yeah, because she had it hard. She had to fight all these men She was life. dating this gangster. El gangster. <laughs> El gangster. And got pregnant. And then his people... His wife's people. Yeah, I think so, it was. Um, it was. It's. Um, it was Trujillo. Yeah. It was Trujillo's people that came because and that came and the, did Higgy Hadar. Gangster was in her life. To Trujillo's. Um, you know what? This read like it read like a telenovela. Of course, <laughs> it was Sorry. madness. It was actually crazy. But, and then because the, somebody was getting taken, beaten up, her daughter, her child was killed. Mm. Then All these she, different, yeah. and then she was like, "Yeah, you have to get on the plane, like, because like, bro, you have to get out of this country." I'm gonna send you to New York, and, and then New York ain't nothing great about there because but, but everyone's always, poor. But it always makes you think, like, when you when when immigrant families leave their countries to go to elsewhere, they usually are running from something. Yeah. And then, oh, the great part is how so, he described how summertime in the Dominican Republic when when these countries call back the diaspora. <laughs> call back the immigrants yeah. and it's funny because in Zanzibar where I'm from um, we are called when we go back we're called the June Julys oh, oh June July like oh they're coming <laughs> you know so it's always that time when you know oh we all know that the country's going to be different now because the June Julys are back yeah. the summer people are back we're taking and it's so true yeah. you leave and then you come back and go back home for a bit yeah and you have this calling to home mm-hmm. um but the thing is, it's always, it's always that thing, like, you know, when you're leaving, you know, you're leaving, you know, you're going yeah. back. It's like when we talk about what what it means when a man falls from the sky, when, I forgot what the story was now, but when she went to her cousin 
forgot what it was. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And, you know, they go back and it's like this whole, and we bring back that conversation up again about the whole being sent back home in yeah. order to find who you are yeah. and find all these different and, things. And the, the relationship to home was very different. Lola in the end was like, get me out of this place. Mm. I don't want to see it. And Belly's like, I'm really not about coming back, but Lord, I have to. Yeah. And it was, I felt like it was and Oscar, but how did Oscar, Oscar find? Oscar, like Oscar fell in love liked, with the yeah. country. He, he fell in love with the country and all the, the the wahala that was there. Do you know what I mean? Mm. He literally was. I mean, he died for the country. <laughs> for real, like for real, for real. He went out as he came in. Yeah, he was like, "Well, my the, my love is there." Mm. <laughs> Remember, um, go home. You are my home. Oh God, Oscar. Please. Mi amor. That's that's the part me and Alex were laughing at. I was like, Oscar, please. Yeah, you're out he here just losing so all your... moist. Had, he had little, little sauce left. He had... And then he just went. And then he just went. And he's talking to this big, big woman. I like your haircut. Bruv, like, someone's coming to kill you. <laughs> what do you mean? But yeah, so... Um, and then the final character really is Junior. Um, and Junior... Junior hmm. is... Alex, you go with this one first because I have something to talk about with this. And Junior, Junior basically is a... Representation of all the men that, that have, more the men. men that have ever been, to be honest. Which and, is all um, men. To be at honest, this point. you know he's he's positioned as this jock, as this. Um, I would fall for you. This is it. This is the thing. As this gallist who's basically seeing three women at the same time and trying to get with Lola, and Lola is his one great love. But the like one he's the, thing. He's like, I love you, Lola, but what is other? Okay, let me read, guys. Sides. Let me let me tell you the part where I knew this guy, mm. as in. So, for example, Junior is in um, what's that um, other stories? F- from? Oh, he's in. Um, this is how you lose her. This is how you lose her. And guys, and he's also I told a you, bit in drown. I told you guys that I can't read. This is how you lose. Her. I've tried, but it is. I feel just <laughs> short stories of how to be a trash trash nigga. Yeah, essentially. <laughs> so, this is a conversation between um, Junior and and and, and Oscar. We smoked the Dutch and talked about the problems me and Lola were having. You should never have had carnal relations with that Paraguayan Paraguayan girl. Anyway, yeah, he from, pointed out. From Paraguay. <laughs> so why don't you just say that, Oscar? Um, I know, I said, I know. She loves you. I know that. Why do you cheat on her then? If I knew that, it wouldn't be a problem. Maybe you should try to find out. He stood up. You ain't going to wait for Lola. I must be away to Patterson. I have a date. You're shitting me. He shook his head, the tricky fuck. I said, is she beautiful? He smiled. She is. On Saturday, he was gone. Man said, why do you cheat on her then? If I knew that, it wouldn't be... (laughs) Guys, guys, let me tell you something, yeah? So, Junio... What's it, Junio? Junior. Junior, I'm Junior. sorry, I've tried. Basically, yeah? it's, okay, it's Junior, yeah. just call him Junior. Junior, I'm, I'm sorry. I, I never told you to say Junior, you know. I tried, <laughs> like, I was trying to, you know, be down with the culture. I didn't want to appropriate, you know, I, but whatever. So, Junior, yeah? Written, written with a Junior, <laughs> right? You, Junior. shut up, fam. Junior. <laughs> sorry, anyway. Junior, yeah, guys, Junior popped up when Lola was leaving and, and Lola was like, please look after my brother. And he tried Loki in the beginning. I like the way he narrates. It was great. I was like, oh, this guy's really trying because he really likes Lola helping the brother. And he did for a bit. And then he had enough because 
obviously Oscar is a moist you and he can't run. So he was at boom. And then people started You're actually rude. No, but then people started bullying him and then and then Junior felt bad a little bit, but you know, he did what all men do and cover up the goodness, the little bit of goodness that God must have by mistaken you know, by mistake put in. The your, little bit. What is yeah. your problem? No, but listen, but listen. <laughs> the little bit of and goodness then, that he put in. Mistakenly, because you know he didn't do that by purpose, okay? And that's what we always fall for. We always fall for the mistake. <laughs> Anyways, I'm not done. So Junior now, like when Lola comes back, Lola's like the first, obviously, okay, Lola did, what well, did have a boyfriend at the time, but that's besides the point. She's out here cheating with, with Junior. Yes, but that's besides the point, okay? Because that's not what we're talking about here. Right. We, don't, we don't know that relationship. Huh? We don't know what she was escaping. But you can't ignore it though. Okay, but but that's not what I'm talking about here. <laughs> she's still trash. She's as trash as Junior. Okay. No, she's not trash as Junior, but she's still trash. Just so People are trash. No, but my issue is I don't care, yeah? Mm. Lola said to him, do not lie to me. And... And Junior, with with all the madness and the masculinity in him, looked at her in her eye, in her two eye, and said, too cool. Yeah. And then in the end, man said, yeah, I love her. But obviously, it's my fault. I can't keep it in my pants. And then he's asked, why do you cheat on her? And he's literally said... I don't know. <laughs> and you know when men, you're asking a man, like, why did you do this to me? And you're, he's like, I don't know. And you're there thinking, no, it's but like, maybe him. he's lying to me. This is his brother he's talking to, a guy. Why do you do it? I don't know. And this is why I know men are mad. Mm-hmm. Because I genuinely believe they don't know. We literally, yeah. They're just... Men are mad, women are crazy. It's one of those but things. No, like... Life, life is... No. Life is as it... Life I, is we have as reason. it should be. I can tell you, like, this is why I was trash. But you are so trash <laughs> that you don't know the reason for your trash. But then, but and then, that is the but ultimate trash. But what does that say, though? That says that you're calculated. No, no. <laughs> because no. you know what you're cool, doing. Cool, But there's a reason. Some Literally, people, people you are... At, like, there is no hope for you, man. Because you... There is no reason. Mm. With me, like, tell me, like, I did it because you're ugly. I'll be like, cool. I'll cry. But Cool. There is no reason. Oh, no, cool. but it's like I can't help you. What's wrong with you. Nobody can help you. Yeah, no one can help you. Nobody can help he you, can, man. No one, but no one. No, okay, okay. No one can help you, Junior. No, no. Don't, don't, don't be, don't be putting the palm in my face. I'm just saying, Alex. What I'm saying I'm is just that. Say, some, I'm no, just but, saying, Alex. Yeah, but people, some people can't be helped. It's like going to a child. You can't and even saying, go to a therapist because no therapist can unpack that. They can. No, they can't. They're, they're licensed professionals. No, no, no. I'd they rather, cannot unpack. Them do it. What cannot be unpacked, yeah? How Have you listened to the Carter Five? Hey, gang, gang. Oh, I forgot to mention, guys. My babes, Wizzy F, baby, dropped a new <laughs> album. Yeah, and I've been waiting for Lil Wayne to drop an album because I love Lil Wayne. You guys don't understand. Lil Wayne I've represents all I've that the, what, the early noughties for me. And you guys know I live in the early noughties. I'm really getting back into my like he says, contemporary and current music, guys. Listen, yeah. Like, <laughs> I've, been, I've been stuck. Like Lil Wayne. In the past, said, way too long. Lil Wayne said he did something on that album. He took me all the way back to 2007, 2008 when he dropped Carter 3. Oh, it was banging. Anyways, are you done? So, because... um, yeah, Junior's trash. Right, okay. And Oscar Wow is trash. And Juno Diaz is trash. And the uncle that is just in the background is trash. <laughs> what did they say about the uncle in the, in the end? He's like, what did Oscar say? He's like, he said goodbye to everybody. He's like, <laughs> Guys, it's like the brief, like wondrous life like of Oscar Wilde is trash. 
And I would tell you to read and it. I'm not even going to defend enter- it. Entertainment value. I'm not even going to defend it. I feel like I feel like when you when, when you when we read diaspora stories, they are like hella entertaining. We've got stay by me. Was it stay with me? Stay with me. Stay with me. We've got stay by me. You know, you've got stay with me. We've got all of these all of these diaspora diaspora things. Even what is it? Um, August Town. All of these, all madness, of these, all right? of these diaspora like books, right? They are full of just drama. For no Guys, Juno Diaz, the brief, not even a just, just all of Juno Diaz. Mm. I'm sorry, Alex. Don't apologize to me. I mean, Juno Diaz. I know. Is yeah. To for you to be able to write such trash men, you yeah. must be a trash man. But no, but did you remember? So we've you're seen, not that artistic that like you can but, just make the shit know, up. But we have seen that. You know, we have seen in recent times the article that came out where mm-hmm. he wrote about about how he treated certain women of colour and all these different things. And I'm just I like... And then once reading that, you're like... Ah, oh, makes sense. The thing is, when it was written, it was like, oh, okay, cool, you're, you're talking You've about really this. You've really captured that. Yeah, you're talking about this. But um, when you're reading, you're talking about this. But then when the week after, a few days after it came out, that the woman that, like, hmm. quote-unquote, he had abused... I was like, boy, what was you trying to do? Were you actually putting it out there just so was that you, you could, yeah. so you could like soften the blow? You knew, yeah. Or was it? That's a long piece as well. I sat there and read the whole New York, the whole New York Times thing, and I'm just like, but, <laughs> to be honest, but, I think what I just, this book really shows is um, the conversation about nas- nationalism because he really right, okay. put down he the history in this book is is I mean biased maybe, truth to the people, yeah. but. He really captured a nation under siege and how the people in it are trying to live their best lives, but they can't because they're being suffocated mm. by oppression. And and that was captured really well. So I think he did that amazingly. Yeah. He was able to really capture the Dominican Republic, mm. the family unit and how a country can destroy the home because the home is 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 in of itself a small nation yeah in very uh micro form mm-hmm. and so i think uh diaz did that perfectly that conversation yeah. between i know that, I know that in, the, in the time when it came out he wrote a lot about his own experiences growing up with his yeah. parents and his mum and the kind of things that he experienced as a dominican man and you know his relationship to his sisters and the women around him etc but you know, and and it's as you say, like for you to be able to write something so, <laughs> mm, and I was I, I was reading it and I was like, really? Yeah. Like, Why are you describing that? What? Yeah. <laughs> and I like just women, it, like, I just feel it, like it was, the way he wrote women bit, was just it got a bit thing. There was no love there in the sense, you know. What I mean, there wasn't. That was there there was like, love in bits. Belly was characterized as this crazy woman. Lola was this tough, tomboyish, tomboyish crazy thing. Goth. Um, with the arse and legs and yeah, and, yeah. but yeah, I mean, but I thought maybe there was hope in his in her daughter. There was possibly. hope in her daughter, yeah, yeah. So and that's why she's in probably, the end, what really I angry. love about Lola is she literally caught like obviously, um, Junior. She had gone off and cheated. Asked him, boom, where were you? He couldn't account for it, and then he literally, <laughs> she literally said, "Have a good life, thank you." Please, the fact that I love, she said, me and my baby, we gonna be all right. We gonna live a good (laughs) life. She literally lemonaded him. And but what I loved is she she understood that you know what you have done all these things, but you're also a product of where you're of the people that you're with and all these um, responsibilities that you have as a man. Mm. That doesn't take away from the fact that you're still trash. But I get it. So in the end, she said, "Please look after yourself." But I am not about it. She literally said, 
Look after yourself. And I would love, I really, I, I just want to have a conversation with somebody and say, boom, look after yourself. Bye. <laughs> Thank you. Bye. I like Lola. I, I the, love Lola. Loki, the book is about Lola, to be honest. Yeah, because she's the next, she's the, she's the survivor. She is the survivor of she's, everything. And the she's the one that brings you, in yeah. the next generation. Actually, yeah, she is the survivor, yeah. isn't she? Mother died. Oscar died. Sorry, guys. Oh, yeah. But that's what happened. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was said from the beginning. To be and Junior, Junior is a hot mess. No, he's not actually. A, I, I mean, he's teaching at some, like, community college. He's lost the greatest, his, his beauty. Yeah. He's living his life. He's just, you know, catching diseases left, right and centre, possibly. And, and why are you why are you putting this thing on his life? No, and then obviously <laughs> like, he like could just be he's like yeah, I see her because she, she's the one that literally got away. Mm. She's like yeah, I see her sometimes. Time we talk up, we catch up. I see her daughter. But it's that whole it's that whole four 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 thing, isn't it? It's the whole oh, I'm mature now. Yeah, I I did all of this bad stuff to all these people. And, and now look, and now oh, look, typical oh, man story. Oh look, now he's um, <sighs> now look, she's got a child, and no, no, yeah. no, like, oh, she did, she's doing so, life. she's doing so, so well. well. Have you seen that meme and that guy's looking out the window? He's like, my ex is out here doing well. Let me go disturb her. <laughs> All these different things. So yeah. I don't know, man. I'm just like, uh, yeah, but I still like, I still like the book. I don't love it anymore, but I like it. I still, it was, it was an, it was a comfortable read for me. Like, yeah, it was quite an easy read. It was well. like, mm, this isn't it, like I got into the rhythm of it, and it made me want to start Pachata again. Um, I really like Marie. I think that I. I'm so glad that I have a somewhat healthy family or a point where I'm like, well, a fam like a, a mother and father that I that I love yeah. and who I know love me. Mm-hmm. Because otherwise the life, drama life is peak. It's hella peak. Um and please, there's a point here that I think is very vital that Lola raises up. And there's a point where she says, I don't think that some parents love their children. Because of of the stuff that they do that I don't even think they think is good for their kid. Mm. Because sometimes I think the things that Belly did, I think she knew that these things are not good for her children. Yeah. And so I think it's very important what this book shows is <sighs> bruv, don't have kids until you're really like until you're really, really ready. Like you're ready and you can like and you can look after them and, and you you do not impose your dreams mm. and your and your worries on them because that will cripple them. Yeah. Belly literally wanted her daughter to be everything that she wasn't, but her daughter was her. Mm. And I'm like And that's what she didn't like. She exactly. saw too much in her. She saw that fire and I'm like, but imagine if that fire was cultivated so well in you mm. and it wasn't controlled, it was allowed to flourish in, in an environment and burn in an environment that was that fed the light and fed that fire instead of trying to dampen it down and just blazing everything up. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so really mothers, obviously <clears throat> and fathers, one, fathers, be of present. Course, father, be there. Be there. Because none of them were there in none, that work. None, none. None of them. Completely. I mean, one did die. Well the other was, was cheating. Personal problem. <laughs> the other one just wasn't there. Anyway, but things happened. Life happens, I guess. Yeah. It's, it's, how, just, it's how we rock this boat called life. Do you know what I mean? It's a mess, right? Yeah. Okay. Anyway, guys, that's the brief wonders life of We've Oscar taken up far too much time. That's that Gino. Yeah. Um, <laughs> do you have anything that you want to say towards the end? Um, about this book? Is this anything? I'm stressed just talking about it now. <laughs> Because like this is my actual like reaction because I haven't had time for to, like this obviously I've had like a two hour to let it mull but yeah. I'm still like oh damn mm. that's just am- I don't know if I'll read it again because I'm just not ready yeah because yeah. now when I deep Oscar's story the fact that he 
he died for love. Mm. But like, was it love? Because he just... I think one thing to take away from it is that you, that everybody does have their greatest love, whether they hold on to it or not, is the next thing. I don't think that you, people should union, have Union didn't hold on to it. Yeah, he And it. Oscar found it. He didn't. Well, Oscar found it many times. <laughs> his greatest love? No, I, I don't think, think Yvonne was his greatest I think he found that once. Who, who was his greatest, do you think? I would, I would have said it was Yvonne. I don't know, you know, that Yvonne last, was that, mad. That last, that last thing that he had. No, I don't think so. I think, think all of his loves were very frivolous. Mm. I don't think any of them were. He was just obsessed with women. Yeah. Because he was meant to feel that he should be. And being liked. Yeah, and being liked. All right, cool. Well, let's round up there. Um, we were supposed to have to do a film, but I didn't watch it because I went out. We were supposed to do Catch Me Yay If You Can. Yay for honesty. Yeah, I mean, I had to. Yay for we transparency. To, <laughs> we were supposed to be Catch Me If You Can, and I walked in, I was You're like, better than I me. haven't. You're better than me. I'd have been like, okay, guys, the show's ended. There's nothing else happening. <laughs> <laughs> I watched it. Um, we'll watch it another time. We'll yeah, another we'll talk about it next week. Um, do, you have anything that you wanna, do you have anything that you want to shout out or talk about? Um, did I do well? I've got... Oh, we're going to Cheltenham. I mean, again, oh, yeah. mention that. Yeah, yeah. Um, so please buy your tickets, guys. Yeah, we'll be putting it. All the ticket information is out on our socials. Make sure you yeah, go and there. get and collect and grab yeah. and do all your things that you need to be doing with those things. And um, tell us what you're reading. Yeah. It's getting to Christmas and winter time. So yeah. give yeah, us yeah, all yeah. your depressing reads and maybe your happy reads because you might like them. There are some beautiful books coming out this, over Christmas time. I'm looking forward to them. Yeah. So, yeah. There's just far too many books and I'm tired. <laughs> Alrighty, um, um, I got something to say, but I'll do that next week because it'll probably be a bit more confirmed. But otherwise, I'm hella tired, guys. Enjoy yeah. your week. I'm gonna go for dinner and a movie. Yeah, what are you watching? I'm watching <laughs> Crazy Rich Asians. Oh, okay. Why are you laughing? Why are you so embarrassed to say no, this? No, because obviously it's like a little like love thing. It's very frivolous, yeah. and I just need something frivolous. So yeah, I'm right. gonna have uh, watch a film with dinner. Okay, amazing, 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 amazing. Alright guys, we'll catch you next week. Make sure you hit us up on the socials and all the other places you can find us and email us when you need to and what you need to. And tell us what you thought of uh, The Brief Wondrous Life of Oscar. I mean, Twitter has told us what they thought. Yeah, so. they're like, no, this nigga trash. Nigga trash. <laughs> but anyway, um, yeah, hope you guys have a good week and we'll catch you soon. Bye. sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusion Supply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that 
Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.